Welcome to Primer, a podcast that gets you closer to the heart of the matter. As you may know, the Primer is a small cap at the base of ammunition that when struck by a firing pin goes BAM. It ignites the gunpowder and sends the bullet downrange. The point of the podcast is like that, to get you going in the right direction quickly by briefly tackling a variety of subjects like books, people, events, issues, whatever. After listening, if you want to take it further, you can. Episodes and more information can be found at personalprimer.com. I'm Joe McCormick, and let's get you primed on the great books. Today we're going to talk about why we, why I, want to tackle some books that when I was younger I just didn't want to read. Uh, the great books. Um, as I may have mentioned in a, in a previous podcast, um, one of the big inspirations for this podcast was a guy named Scott Hambrick, who uh, started a program called the Online Great Books Program, and he has got something called the OGB Podcast, and he had a guy named Carl do this, and I started, I stumbled across it after I had met Scott, and I was interviewed by him um, a couple of years ago, and I started listening to his podcast, this Online Great Books Podcast. He's got a podcast and a program. And Scott's a real cool guy. Got a real smooth voice, smart guy. He's not an academic, but he's really a deep thinker. And I just loved listening to him and Carl tackle these topics. And uh, in a few of these episodes, where I just found fascinating, I would sit on my porch at night and smoke a cigar. And and uh, and I felt like I was just like the third guy at the bar listening to these two smart guys talk about these books. Um, some of I've never heard of before and other ones I've heard of but I've never read and probably should read and other ones I've read and it's been a long time since I read them. I, I went to a prep school where we had this pretty massive meeting reading list so I was I was fortunate in that regard to kind of be uh, spoon-fed you know uh, some of the great you know, you know reading Shakespeare and, and reading um, Pascal and reading you know, a little Aristotle and Thomas Aquinas, and I went to Catholic school and in Machiavelli, the Prince, and um, kind of the list goes on. But and then I went on to college, and I was an English lit major. So in college, man, my digest—I mean, my diet was just a, a steady, a steady uh, feeding of of books that just I was reading all the time. And I suppose after I got out of college, I just didn't want to read anymore because I read so. That's all I did in college: just read, 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 and right, right, right. And, and once you've read the Cha- uh, Chaucer's Canterbury Tales in the original and have to translate it night after night for an entire semester, it kind of kills the mood, so to speak, to dive into the great books. So I kind of soured on this for years. Um, and I stumbled upon Scott Hambrick and the online great books program through a mutual friend. Um, and he made the connection. And then I started listening to Scott's podcast and I was just fascinated by this going back to some of these books that I'd never read before, these quote-unquote great books. And uh, and then there's a name of a guy um, that I'll talk a little bit more later, Mortimer Adler, who is uh, kind of a personal hero of my dad. My dad was um, a great reader. He had a great library of these a lot of these books that I'm going to talk about today. And, and uh, he never went to college, but he, he had a, a kind of a voracious appetite for the truth and, and goodness and beauty and and he would read all the time. It was really great to see him. You know, after he retired, he was 
I'm like a, almost like he had a PhD because he read so much. It was just dive. He would dive deep into these books, and it was made him think. And, and Mortimer Adler was a person that I had heard of. I didn't know who this guy was. Um, so the great these he, he started the great books program at the University of Chicago, where I'm from. And uh, so I want to talk about the great books and you know this kind of must you know kind of a must read list in certain circles. And this is debated, you know, what should be on the list and what shouldn't be on the list. And it's like debating if, you know, who's the greatest of all time. And, but there is a, there's a, there's a list of these books. Um, and, you know, for me, there's this gap where like, okay, in my lifetime, you know, can you, can you consider it a, f- a fulfilled life, you know, a filled life if you've never read Plato or Aristotle? You know, I've read a little bit of them, but I've, I've never read the Iliad. I've never read the Odyssey. I've never read Homer. Um, I've, uh, I mean, I've never read um, Sophocles or, um, you know, Aristophanes or, you know, the kind of list goes on. There's a lot of, I, I have kind of dabbled in a little bit. It's certainly, these are names that I'm familiar with as an English, as an English major, but, you know, they're, these are sort of classics that people point back to. You know the great writers, you know, have read these these books and and um, you know why why read them? They're they're dense, you know. So Scott kind of got me thinking about this in a different way, and it was really an inspiration for this podcast to kind of get you primed on thinking about books and people and podcasts and historical events and just to whet your appetite a little bit to maybe go further. And that's the point of primer. And Scott was a big inspiration, actually, for me to do that. So I want to talk about the online great books program, and I want to talk about him and in the, what, what are these great books. And what I want to cover really today is how they fill in a gap, get this gap that we're just making, asking the really important questions that others have asked before us and struggled with and wrestled with. And these books are the prompting for people to ask and answer these questions. And they're difficult, but these are these are questions that we all ask ourselves. You know, what is justice? What is truth? What is beauty? What is war? What, I mean, all these things, these kind of big questions. What is happiness? Um, what is peace? I mean, these are things that that uh, we can't sort of skip, it seems. And it would it would be um, maybe helpful to to prompt us to start reading again. And I I think it's really important. It's not it's an obvious thing that you know being literate and well-read is an important thing, and hearing what other people think and wrestling with these ideas is not a waste of time. Certainly, I have a lot better than sitting on social media for, for a few hours. So what I'd like to tackle just, just right now briefly is just you know a few questions like, what are the great books? You know, just if you kind of think about them. Um, talk a little bit about more Adler. Um, you know, why read them? You know, what's the, what's the driving, you know, what, if, if I skipped them, if I skipped them, would that be okay? It's, you know, you know, how, how can I start maybe? And who, who can help me? And get you primed on great books. So maybe you start looking at this list in a different way and not be so daunted or intimidated by them and, and, and maybe see it like, hey, this is something that there is a gap in my education. <clears throat> There's going to be a, an additional podcast with my colleague, Charlie Thornton, interviewing Scott at length. And it's a fascinating interview. And I really encourage you to listen to it because they talk about a lot more of these things that I'm talking about right now, but in more depth. And that's the point of Primer 2 is, is to have me teed up a bit and then have, go, and then have 
send you on to, 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 to these sites and other resources and things that you can do further investigation and further research on what this might be for you. Um, but let's start with what are the great books, and, and there's a list, and I'm not going to read the list to you know, start to finish, but this is a list that's indexed in a book that Mortimer Adler had, had, had uh, written, and it's his reading list from How to Read a Book. So he wrote a book called How to Read a Book. And then he publishes, uh, I think in 1972, uh, this list. Uh, and just kind of dabbling through the list, again, I'm not going to read it from top to bottom, but you've got Homer, Iliad, and the Odyssey starting off the list, the Old Testament, um, Sophocles, the Tragedies. Um, you've got Aristophanes, the Comedies, Plato's Dialogues, Aristotle's, Arist- all the works of Aristotle, um, Euclid. Ovid, Plutarch, these are Greeks, right? And then you kind of keep on going on the Song of Roland and Thomas Aquinas, the Summa, um, Theologica, um, Machiavelli, the Prince, Nicholas Copernicus, Cervantes, Don Quixote. Um, you have Milton and Moliere and Blaise Pascal. Um, there's a book. Pascal wrote called The Penzies. It's his thoughts, and it's really fascinating. It's super interesting, triggers going deep. And um, Jonathan Swift. I mean, I remember some of these were titles that I read in high school and college. Jonathan, uh, A Modest Proposal, just like a, a long, like a satire, an essay. Um, Alexander Pope, Voltaire, Samuel Johnson. Then you kind of go, you know. Charlie and Scott, Scott will talk more about like Kant and how he's very hard to read. Um, and then, you know, the list kind of goes on. Jane Austen, Pride and Prejudice. Von Clauschwitz on War, which is anybody who talks about mil- military strategy has read that it's a reference. It's a book that anybody who does military strategy has read. Von Clauschwitz on War. Charles Dickens. David Copperfield is one of the great books by Charles. Karl Marx. Um... Melville, Moby Dick, I mean, it's a classic. Um, Nietzsche, um, George Bernard Shaw, some of his plays. I remember being those in college. You know, and, and then you get into one, one of the ones that I um, was really encouraged to read again was, kind of come fast-forwarding to this, is almost like a, like a sequential list, but was... Uh, 1984, uh, and George, and also Animal Farm. Those are two two classic books. Kafka, Franz Kafka, is an author. The Trial, the Castle, and that's you know there's you know uh, the list goes on. There's 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 a whole you know bunch of these books that Ad, Adler had suggested we read Shakespeare and like the, there's a whole series of these great books that well-educated people really for a long time have always read. It would be very, very difficult, you know, back in the day, so to speak, to find a person who was well-educated who had not read some or many of these books. And I looked down this list and many of them I've not read. You know, why? I can make all the excuses in the world. I mean, I'm probably not going to read all of them. Some of them are difficult. You know, they're hard to read. They're hard to read alone. Um, They were hard to read in college, certainly, because... 
I'm reading them for a very specific purpose because I'm trying to get a grade. I'm trying to get through material, write a paper. It was hardly reading for enjoyment or for discovery, for the you know for the pure intellectual joy. And this is one of the things that Charlie and Scott talk about: is that there's a certain age in life where this we feel this gap of like we've really in our education, whether a person's college educated or not, that in their and maybe in our mid thirties that we're just like oh, I've never really wrestled with some of these topics before. And we feel like, okay, there's something missing. And what's missing is that we've never tackled, you know, some of these books. I mean, I'll go back to the, the and I recommend you, you go listen to uh, Scott Hambrick's um, and Carl talking about Animal Farm in 1984 on OGB podcast. It's fascinating because some of the things that, that those books were tackling are, are happening to us today. And it's scary. You know, one of the things that they said, it was kind of like serious and a joke at the same time is, hey, those were not an instruction manual, though. They were just supposed to be fiction, but it seems like some of those predictions are coming true. And it's, you know, going back and reading those in high school when I was a teenager, realizing, you know, this would never happen and starting to see some of that stuff happen is scary. But, you know, this is a list of books. So that's those are, those are, that's kind of a dabbling. And again, Mortimer Adler's um, list is something you'd look online. Why read them? So kind of the next question, why read them? And I think that, um, you know, certainly these books, you know, stand the test of time. They also, I think, they help us get to truth, goodness, and beauty. And these are, you know, you know what's true about ourselves and our world and what's, what's good, what's evil, what's beautiful, what's ugly. <laughs> um, you know, these books certainly link to each other. You know, many of these authors refer to these other books. So there's sort of this network effect of like, there's a domino or, or you know, effect of throughout history, these books have built on a foundation of our society. The founding fathers of the United States, Declaration of Independence. I mean, all of those people had read many of these books and it formed the, the canon really of a, of, of a well-educated person. But why, why read them? I think um, it gets us deeper to a deeper understanding of some of these issues that, you know, you know, this is something they talk about, Charlie and Scott talk about, but like, what's justice? And we talk about this nowadays, equality and, 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 and this famous quote, you know, I, I don't know if it's Plato or Aristotle, but an examined life is, you know, an unexamined life is not a life worth living or something like that. And it's, it gets us to start settling some of the basics, right? So these big ideas, these big questions. So that's maybe why, why we, we want to read them. The next question really, you know, how can I start? I think, you know, I just gave giving you a list. I mean, go to Adler's list and, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to read the Iliad. I'm going to read the Odyssey. And at, at a certain level, they're satisfying books and they're classics, but at deeper levels, they might start prompting questions, but I'm going to read those. So maybe just pick a, pick a book, you know, the Old Testament or, um, you know, some of Aristotle or, um, you know, for, just pick a book and just, you know, dabble on it a little bit. I mean, in used bookstores, you can buy these things for almost nothing. So that's where I think we can start. And fi- finally, who can help me? I, I think for me, going back to, you know, the reference to Adler, but certainly the online grade books program. I mean, Scott started this thing. And it's really interesting when you hear him talk to Charlie about how he started it. You know, Scott and Carl do this podcast and, and they can help. I mean, these are two guys that are just good guys, you know, and they're really... They're smart and they're trying to really tackle some of these issues that are that are hard to tackle. And and, and we're and they start, you know, maybe start a book group. They started a book group. They meet once a month. Um, 
Scott does. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know if Carl does, but he, I think he lives in Chicago. But Scott lives in Tulsa, and they have a book once a month. And you know, in you know, I think maybe the online great books program, and they have seminars so people get together. And these are people. It's not for a grade. They read the book. They read about for a half hour a day for a few days. I think it's four or five days a week, five, maybe even more, five days a week. And then they get together on seminar, and then they have a seminar leader, and the person starts asking questions, and people talk about it. And that seminar, that discussion, that they call it that, that dialectic, starts to get at ruling things out and honing things in and zeroing in more on, like, what are these books? And that conversation and that seminar and that online great books you know, program because it's not for a grade and it's really just for the pursuit of what that book could could give um, would would make us appreciate the text that we struggle with with even more so. So that that would be I think who can help certainly. So that's 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 the great books and it's something that I've I, I feel like it's a gap in my life. Um, I go back to again high school and read a lot of these books, but not some of them, but not not all of them. Certainly not I wouldn't even say many of them. I'm familiar with many of the titles. Um, in college, I did I did more, but then I was doing it for a very academic pursuit because I had to, really. And in high school, I couldn't say I didn't want to do it. I was young. I didn't even think about some of these things. I was my teens, you know, now and later in life. These are some of these issues that start, I think we need to wrestle with as, as, as humans. Like, these are big questions that need to be asked and, and answered and discussed and and argued over and, and considered, you know, and, and that's, and that really, I think there is, there is a list of these books that, that can help us prompt us on that journey to, to get closer to, to what's true and what's good and what's beautiful. So that's it. You are now primed. You are now primed on the great books. You can take it from here. <laughs>